Hello, friends. This is Josie from Speaking in Church, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about my favorite current thing right now, which is Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting platform. Um, It's the easiest way to make a podcast. This dummy, yours truly, set it up real quick. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which, hello, talk about easy. You don't have to be some professional computer person, which is dope. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and literally wherever else you want to put it. Uh, You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which, you know, some of us are just not going to get a million people listening, which is fine. Um, It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you want to make your own podcast about literally anything like the two of us, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Friends, welcome to the Speaking in Church podcast. I'm Josie. And I'm Spencer. And today we're talking about motherfucking Christmas. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Whatever. Um, If you're new around here, you might not realize this, but if you aren't new around here, then you're not going to be surprised that of the bunch, Josie is the Grinch and I am the people of Whoville that are just super freaking excited for Christmas. (laughs) Yep. Although I would have been much more effective in eradicated Christmas than the Grinch. (laughs) All right. You just burn that shit down. I (laughs) I have a feeling that similarly to the Grinch, your heart will grow three sizes today <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> i uh, <laughs> i yes i hate christmas everybody not a surprise to most i hate it i hate it i hate it i hate it tell us why you hate it josie because um yeah i think that you might <laughs> hate it for reasons that people don't expect so please tell us um i hate it because my mother was the worst during christmas we're talking she's like super bougie so she would spend a lot of time energy and money on these really elaborate christmas trees that nobody was allowed to touch or decorate except for her um and during the decorating process it's very stressful i mean she was she's not a nice person when she's stressed a lot of other latin people can probably relate a lot of mexican mothers are very rude when they're cleaning or doing stuff um so she was always really mean and my dad a couple years tried to get us our own Christmas tree to decorate with like funny ornaments and stuff and she would go back in and redo it because we would do it wrong um which I don't know how you do a child Christmas tree wrong but whatever and there was never any like cute family ornaments on our tree no like the most we got was like these really fancy silver initials um and it was in my house Christmas was always super commercial I mean it was exciting to get Christmas presents but then after after that you just kind of like go your separate ways and it's a normal day except you can't go anywhere except for the movies um and like Chinese restaurants for whatever reason and I just hated it it wasn't it wasn't very familial to me it wasn't we had no traditions it wasn't like cute or fun and my family and I generally didn't get along so it wasn't like I was looking for more family time 
Um, and also, you know, I don't like the commercialization. My hippie brain doesn't like the commercialization. Um, Christmas in America is really weird. It's like a very, um, I don't like American Christmas. I don't like snow, so it's not like I wanted to go to the snow. I don't like the cold. I don't, mm, I don't know. Christmas and I don't vibe, as the children say. Um, and the complete opposite of Josie, I love Christmas. Mm. And Christmas to me is literally the definition of like family and tradition. Um, so like the two sides of my family, my mom's side of the family, my great grandma, like handmade, like my mom and her sister's stockings. And like, we had stockings. She had these, you know how they have like Christmas mantles, like you decorate your mantle and you have stocking holders her stocking holders were like I I guess they were they were elves like in retrospect but as a kid I always just thought they were like gnomes <laughs> um but they were like these weird like little like gnome elf figurines that she would hang her like handmade stockings from and her Christmas tree was filled with ornaments from like my again she was my great grandma so my mom's childhood my mom's mom's childhood and then ornaments of us like it was all very much that like handmade like this is my family these are my children um and then on my dad's side we're Italian so we have Christmas on Christmas Eve which I know is also very popular in Hispanic cultures um because you know he was raised Catholic and Catholics celebrate Christmas Eve mass because that's when Jesus was born um fun fact I'm gonna post a poll on Instagram but do you think Jesus was born on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day because I get really confused by that (laughs) And I, I know that he's like, actually born in September. Okay. But like, <laughs> I understand that like people have midnight mass because then it would technically be like Christmas day. But I, I don't know, for some reason, I feel like he was born on Christmas Eve, really. She labored on Christmas Eve. That's for sure. So. Yeah. I think it's like the night in between. Okay. You know? yeah. Okay. Because even like in Jack and I just watched Santa Claus is coming to town and they literally talk about how the reason he picked Christmas Eve is because it's the holiest night of the year. And I'm like, so does that mean Jesus was born or is this holy because labor was happening? (laughs) Um, But anyway, so Christmas Eve was spent with my dad's family who's Italian. And this is where similar to Josie, my grandma loved decorating for Christmas. She had two Christmas trees. She had one in her front living room and then one in like the back family room, which is where we would open our presents. And it was very like, everything had its place. She had beautiful Christmas decorations. My grandma had a Santa Claus collection. Um, She's collected Santa Claus for like, God, I don't even know how many years, but um, last year she actually started gifting them out. And so in my home, I have a small little shelf full of all these Santa Clauses from my grandma, um, including one from the year I was born. She writes the year she gets them all. So like all of her grandkids have Santas from like the year they were born. That's so cute. Yeah. So I have one from the year I was born. I have one that she got in um, St. Petersburg in Russia. Oh, I have, um, I have some from Alaska that I actually thought she got these ones in Russia because they're nesting dolls, but they're actually from Alaska um yeah the one that she got from Russia is hand carved he's absolutely beautiful um yeah I just have so many of her little Santas and yeah so again like when I think of Christmas I think of family and fun I think of growing up we didn't have a lot of money um and so we didn't get like a ton of Christmas presents when we were little but it was kind of one of those things of my mom really emphasized the magic she just loved 
um, everything about it, just the joy it brought our family and being with each other. So like Santa was a big deal. Um, I got Santa's autograph when I was like seven, really my mom, but that's okay. Just kidding. It wasn't my mom because Santa's real. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I love Christmas and I, um, especially now as a Christian, I didn't grow up as a Christian. So now being a Christian, uh, Christmas just has this whole new meaning to me. And one of the traditions we did at my dad's house, my dad was raised Catholic. And so even though we weren't necessarily raised in a Christian home, um, every Christmas Eve, my grandpa would read the Christmas story, like, you know, the story of Jesus from like this kid's storybook. And he would read that every year before we opened presents. And as a kid, I was just like, oh yeah, like read the story. Like we always used to pick the like smallest cousin to beg grandpa to read the story. Um, so for a few years, that was me because I'm kind of, I'm not the baby, but I'm like the youngest of the older kids, if that makes sense, or the oldest of the younger set of kids, however you want to phrase that. Um, and so for a few years, I was always the one that they're like, go ask grandpa to read the story. And so I'd be like, grandpa, can you read the story? Because everybody wanted open presents. Um, and now being an adult, it's one of my most cherished memories because it kind of reminds me of God pulling everybody close because it was one of the few consistent things in my life that always was pointing to Jesus, even if I didn't realize that. And so I know that's super cheesy and sappy, but that like just gets me in my feels every year. Um, and now it's something my dad does. My dad reads the Christmas story and try not to cry because this will be, uh, the first year I'm not with my parents like at all for Christmas and I'm getting a little weepy, but, um, yeah, I just, uh, I'll probably make FaceTime my dad and make him read me the Christmas story because Hmm. I just love it so much. So that's kind of why I love Christmas. Yeah. I think because I don't have strong familial bonds like that, it's not, and I break every tradition because fuck tradition. Maybe the, I, that's why, I mean, Christmas and I probably don't gel is because it's just the antithesis of what, you know, I'm about. I don't believe in blood bonds being the end all be all. I don't believe in following traditions for the sake of traditions. But what Which, about, I mean, Christmas is cute, I guess, but. What about making new traditions? Like now you and Ryan like have this, like you're a family, like starting your own, like doesn't that some, doesn't that bring like some sort of hope of like making Christmas like what you want it to be? I mean, yeah, I've been uh, trying to lean more into Christmas because my partner does really enjoy Christmas. He loves Christmas, so like we have a tree that we decorated together. Kind of, I try to keep my physical hands off of it because I have this fear of becoming my mother. <laughs> so I just let him do whatever he wants, and then he asks me to inspect it, and I'll move like a bulb, like a branch away or whatever but I won't redo the whole thing um and uh we do advent calendars from Trader Joe's all month uh because they're a dollar everybody in case you didn't yeah. know that they're super that, cute oh and that's another thing too of when I think of Christmas my grandma would always send us like advent calendars like I'm pretty sure she got them at the dollar store they had those just like little tiny like stale squares of chocolate you know mm-hmm. but as a kid that was like the magic of Christmas like I remember the first year I didn't get sent one and I was like heartbroken I was like am I like too old for Christmas like this is sad sad. um and so yeah now my Jack and I do advent calendars our dog has an advent calendar that's That's how much I love Christmas (laughs) 
Yeah. And I mean, we also do like, uh, we started going really hard on Christmas. This is our third Christmas together, I think. Um, so the first year I wrote and printed out a physical book of poetry that I had written since the start of our relationship. And at that point we had, um, been dating for December three months, I think. Yeah. Um, him love poetry. Wow. Yeah, I am a huge writer, so that's out of normal. I write a lot of poetry, so he shouldn't feel that special. And it's like micro poetry, so whatever. Um, and then the next year we started doing this thing where we buy each other twelve gifts and we open them up twelve days leading up to Christmas, like the twelve, like an advent calendar. Um, so we do that every year, which is cute and fun. Um. I just I'm not I don't believe in magic. I mean I believe in magic, but Christmas is not magical to me. It's just I my mom ruined it, you know? The, I can't get that magic back. Magic I feel like it's born when you were a kid and if you didn't get it then then it's hard to maybe when I have my children it'll be magical, but I don't know. So what about the um what about like the religious aspect of Christmas, you know, like Advent and just this season of waiting for the child to be born? Like, what does that mean? What does that mean for you? Like, do you associate it with the sort of like ruined memories of Christmas or do you like keep it totally separate? Is it kind of like messy together? Um, so growing up in a charismatic Pentecostal church, we never really did Advent, um, like Advent reads. I didn't see one until college. I didn't know what that was. Um, and it was pretty much just leading up to Christmas. And it's hard for me to separate the commercialization from the religious. And I love the story of Mary, but it hasn't been told until recently to me in ways that I can really resonate with um I always it's like too polished for me in a lot of churches and spaces it's too like clean cut and she obeyed and she had a baby and that was it as opposed to like she was 14 she was running the risk of being like stoned to death she uh gave birth next to cow shit probably um so it was too glossed over. Yeah, and now I'm becoming I'm like reckon, coming to a reckoning with the story. But still it's it I don't know, it feels like just a means to an end. It's not magical to me. <laughs> I definitely resonate with the like the idea of Mary. I think um when we did become Christians, the church we went to didn't follow um the lectionary or like liturg- like liturgical calendars. Um, because it was a non-denominational church and so yeah like all of a sudden like in December it was like oh it's Advent and they would have like Advent calendar like candles but it was never explained to me like why we do that Um, and so yeah like even though it was still like exciting like Christmas is coming I think just like you said um, the actual story of Mary was a means to an end like I think because a lot of, especially in non-denominational churches, they don't want to, um, like, how am I trying to, like, so, like, you know, in the Catholic church, Mary is, like, put on, like, this, like, pedestal. She's highly regarded, and people respect her, Um, and because, like, 
people are like, oh my gosh, like we don't put pray to Mary or we don't pray to saints. Like we only pray to Jesus. I think like they didn't want to talk about her too much because they were afraid of it seeming like they were like worshiping her or putting her in this high regard, which like I understand to an extent, but also at the same time, like, no, like you should like elevate her voice in this story because it's fundamental to who who Jesus becomes and who he is as a person, as our savior, as God. Like, I think that's so important. And exactly what you said of, I didn't know Mary was a teenager until late high school, maybe early college. Like I always thought, like I knew she was young, but I thought it was more of like, she was like 18, 19, 20. Not that she was probably 13, 14 years old. You know what I mean? And so that alone, I think, was significant for me in changing the narrative, Um, especially if y'all don't know, my mom was a teen mom. And so for me, like, that was something that I connected with deeply of being like, Jesus was the child of a teen mom. Like, so was I. Like, I don't know, something about that just gets me in my feels. It's probably my Enneagram 4, but um, that really changed the story of me. And again, learning about where Mary came from, where Joseph came from, of like being from Nazareth, traveling to Bethlehem, why they traveled to Bethlehem. Um, And also learning more about the story of realizing that like when they were in Bethlehem, like searching for somewhere to stay, I know it talks about like an innkeeper or whatever, but also realizing they were there because of like the census and because of family ties, which means, yeah, the innkeeper was like, sorry, you can't stay here. But Joseph's own family was like, nah, you can't stay with us. And so they ended up in, we don't know what it is. Some people say, you know, it was like horse stables kind of thing. Some people say it was a cave. But what we know for sure is it was not a great place to give birth. And there was probably some sort of animals, like Josie said, animals and their feces hanging around, which was (laughs) not sterile for the savior of the world. But yeah, I definitely agree with you that there, there needs to be this balance of like really honing in on Mary's story and what that means for who Jesus is and also what it means for us, especially as women, like our role in the gospel and our role in the biblical narrative as a whole. Like I wish churches did a much better job of that, especially during Advent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I um yeah, I think a lot of it too is me in my deconstruction just not giving too much importance to too many things. Um mm-hmm. like the uh, I once had this con- theological conversation with some people about whether Mary was actually a virgin or what the circumstances of her pregnancy was. And all I could think was like, eh, doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if she was actually a virgin or she wasn't a virgin. It's fine whatever (laughs) and I I didn't know till high school that um Catholics believe that she was a a virgin forever and I don't believe that like I'm like nah her and Joseph were married and the Bible says they have more like they had you know Jesus had like actual brothers and probably sisters as well that aren't mentioned and I remember them being like well yeah but back in the day like because of culture like he would call his cousins his brothers or like Joseph might have had other wives because that was the culture and so they were his brothers but Mary never had other kids and I was like yeah I just don't believe that like I really think that Mary had other kids and yeah I think once you give birth to the savior of the world you can have as much sex as you want <laughs> it's like a reward 
Oh, it's just like a, and you've done the best thing in the world, so you could do whatever the fuck you want now, Mary. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. For me, her having other kids, like Jesus having biological brothers and sisters, doesn't change who he is at all. And yeah. I think it just makes, I don't know. For me, it makes everything more believable because if you were like, nah, she was a virgin forever. They never had sex. She never had other kids. I'm like, that's suspicious. So that's weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, I guess Christmas is all about love, just like, you know, religion is supposed to be. <laughs> Looking at all you assholes out there, all right? Well, and I think, too, like, <laughs> I don't know. I think sometimes it's – so I love Christmas, obviously. Sometimes it's hard to be a Christian during Christmas, which sounds really weird, but it's hard because – um you know, there's like this fake war on Christmas that has been happening for years that I just am every year oh, yeah. I'm boggled by because you know what? Like they're trying to erase us. <laughs> okay. And, and here's the deal. I have never said Merry Christmas to somebody and they were mad at me. And people that have told me happy holidays or happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy Honda days. I have never been mad at them. You know yeah, what I I'm mean? not offended. Because here's the deal. I think we're all in this mutual understanding that everybody celebrates different things throughout the winter season. And if you're wishing me a happy Hanukkah, like, heck yeah. Like, I hope you have a happy Hanukkah. And like, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it, it all means the same thing, even if we're not saying it. Like, if you celebrated whatever and I said Merry Christmas you would be like they want me to have a good time celebrating whatever I do or even just a good season even if I don't celebrate anything and there's nothing wrong with that yeah and so I don't know I I like have like I go back and forth like I don't care if like I'm not offended when people say happy holidays I think that's stupid to get hung up on and I know why certain places like make their workers say happy holidays but at the same time like if somebody told me Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah, I wouldn't care, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of that stems from white, white American Christians thinking that they're persecuted when they're just oh, really, I, just really I not. Totally agree. Not I, at all. Also, just like put it into perspective, like I worked for a very well-known global brand that serves people from literally all over the world, thousands of people daily. And when I worked there during the holiday season, I would say Merry Christmas to people. Nobody cared. I would say Happy Holidays to people. Nobody cared. Like nobody policed what I said to greet guests. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like I had guests, you know, I would be like, oh my gosh, like have a Merry Christmas. And they were like, oh, you too. Like Happy, ha- like, happy Hanukkah or Happy Kwanzaa. I'd be like, yeah, like, I love that, you know? And so, I don't know. I think there's just certain things that, or just, like, sometimes I think, too, like, what I also don't like about the Christmas season, this this is me getting cynical now, what I don't like about the Christmas season is churches using it as a campaign to, like, get people to come to church. Yeah, fuck like when that. They put on, when they put on, like, and listen, like, I, I worked at a mega church, I had great experiences, and there's things I love, there's things I don't love. Things I don't love is when you put on flashy Christmas displays, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I'm not a fan of Midnight Mass, but I'm also not a fan of, like, mega church musicals. So there's, yeah. like, a fine balance of, like, I totally get it because it's true. People come to church on Christmas more than any other time of the year next to Easter. Like, I totally get it, and I resonate, and you want to make it so people feel welcomed and you know if 
somebody goes to your church for the first time on Christmas Eve or whatever, and it makes them want to come back, then like more power to you. I'm totally about that. But don't make it so far off from your daily programming that it feels like a lie or a trick, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't have like, I don't know, if you don't have 60 people singing every Sunday and you don't have live animals every freaking week, then like, please don't have that on Christmas, you know, like come as your true selves. Like, yeah, you can like gussy it up a bit because it's Christmas and it's a huge celebration. It's super important for our faith. I totally get it. But don't make it so radical that when I come back next week, I'm like, are these the same people? Am I at the same place? Like, this is weird. Yeah. And a lot of times people are like extra nice during that service. And then you see them the next time you come and they're just like going back to their clicks and not talking to you, which is rude. Yes. I totally totally agree with that too. Um, Yeah. I think um, as believers and I mean churchgoers ourselves obviously it looks different this year of Christmas Eve services and all of that it's totally different but I think going forward like we just need to like represent ourselves well like if we were meeting in person like I hope that the service I experience in September is feels the same amount of holy and reverence and love and community as it does on Christmas Eve you know what I mean yeah, I mean, like our church is just doing like a like a Zoom meeting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is totally fine. And I think yeah. for for the season we're in, I'm like, yeah, that accurately represents who we are as a community, and I'm into that. Yeah, and we're just having people read the different scriptures of all ages and stages and chilling, you know. Yeah, because we could have. I, as a person who works for this church, I could have made it real fancy, really elaborate, really like a whole cinematic spectacle but that one is hard and two was not really the vibe you know especially mm-hmm. during a pandemic the yeah. vibe was not elaborate it was community well and I think even as we're going through advent I mean this past Sunday on the advent calendar is joy that's so hard in the season we're in and you know I think even on my Instagram last night, my post, I was like finding joy in it all. Like it sounds cheesy. Like it's the fine balance of like, that sounds so cheesy Christian, but also I want it to be true in my life and I am making it true in my life. And so I also, I also can recognize that for other people, there isn't joy in this season and that's okay. And that's valid. And I know it can be so cheesy if people will be like, But like, if your joy comes from Jesus, then like, you'll always have joy. Like that's so, honestly, that's so damaging, especially in a season like this. And I think we just really need to like, consider everyone's circumstances and consider how hard COVID has made our lives, everybody's lives, even people that you think are doing so well, like something about their life is harder because of this. And I think we need to recognize that. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, like just going through even the motions of Advent of we're looking for hope and joy and love and peace. Like it's really hard to find those things in this season, especially when we can't be with people that we love or we can't, I don't know, even going into the commercialization because for some people like they can't buy their kid a PlayStation this Christmas and that breaks their heart and that's valid, you know? And so I don't know, it's like this weird time of, I love Christmas. I always will love Christmas, but this is one of, like I said earlier, this is the first time I won't be 
with like my own family. Um, like, of course I'll be with my husband and, um, we're going to see his mom in a very safe COVID way. We've been quarantined. Um, but it'll just be different, you know, and I think that's okay. And the fact that I can't just, I can't see my mother-in-law and then hop on a plane the next day to go be with my own mom, like that breaks my heart. And like I said, the fact that I won't be able to sit next to my dad as he reads the Christmas story, it breaks my heart, but I'm going to FaceTime him and make him read it to me. And, um, when somebody in my family feels guilty because they couldn't get a super cool present for me or for somebody else, I'm going to be like, dude, like, please don't feel that way because one, it's not what it's about. Like Jesus is the reason for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just in a non like cheesy Christian way, like I think right now with so many people for honestly, for like all of the winter holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, I think what so many people are thankful for is just the reality of like, we've had a really hard year and we've made it. And yeah, just turning the year isn't going to make everything better, but like making it through 2020, like what an accomplishment and just realizing that we're all in a really weird space and it isn't forever. And like holding on to that and like the hope of Advent, Advent of like this hopeful anticipation, like waiting for Jesus to come. And honestly, like the what I like about Advent too is like they were so set on Jesus coming dude he was a baby he couldn't even do anything for like another 30 years so like there was still waiting you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah and I guess I want to add that I have participated in Christmases that I enjoy um I used to go to Mexico for Christmas for a few years um and stopped because I actually got in a fight with an uncle and a cousin which was funny but um I do love Christmas when I spend it with my whole family in Mexico. Um, And I love Christmas with my partner because it's fun. I watched a Christmas movie last night because I'm going to try to get into the fucking season. Okay. I'm going to try. I I watched, what was it called? The the new one with um, Kristen Stewart. Oh, happiest season. Yes. And I dug it. It was cool. My kind of Christmas movie. Chill only barely at Christmas <laughs> yeah I'm like it wasn't really a Christmas movie it was a movie that happened around Christmas time yeah exactly um but I also didn't and like I know a lot of white people watch like what are those old movies called uh, oh like it's a wonderful life and... yeah okay so I've never which I can't remember which one but Jack's mom like loves it's either like Miracle on 34th Street or like a wonderful life or whatever I've never seen those and so she's yeah. like I'm gonna make you watch it and I'm like okay <laughs> I watched the one that was a musical on ABC with Maya Rudolph a few years back. I don't know. They made it into like an ABC live musical or whatever. And I did watch that. But um, yeah, I feel like a lot of maybe my Grinchness is from being intercultural. Like, you know, Mexican Christmas is very different than American Christmas. And Americans think that they have a monopoly on Christmas which makes it super weird to interact with. I like, think- no, I don't know what a fucking gingerbread is. I don't know what a gingerbread house is. Okay, so, like, I... Have you ever seen the Santa Claus with Tim Allen? Mm, yes, I have, actually. Okay, so you know the part when he's in jail and he's taught... Like, they're, like, asking him his name and he keeps saying, like, Santa Claus in all these different languages. My favorite is Popo Gijo. But mm. I remember being a kid and, like, thinking about, like, oh yeah like it would his name wouldn't be santa in other countries 
And then just like, as you get older and you meet other people, like I remember, um, like, this is so random, but like we went on a cruise one year and like, there's the only family vacation we ever went on. <laughs> and we met this family from Australia and we were talking about Christmas and they were like, well, yeah, like it's freaking hot as hell during Christmas. So like when we watch like American, like they're like all the Christmas movies are like from America, which is so weird because we see like snow and like sleigh rides they're like we don't do that on christmas like we have a bar like west (laughs) they're like they're like we have a barbecue and go to the beach because it's so freaking hot outside and i'm like oh i've never thought of that (laughs) i know it's like california christmases are they're not super hot but they're kind of similar in that there's like no snow yeah there's no like sledding unless you go to the snow (laughs) you're gonna make so much fun of this but in Arizona like we don't have well certain parts of Arizona get snow but where I grew up there was no snow so people would make tumbleweed snowmen (laughs) it literally (laughs) stack tumbleweeds in their yard and put snowman faces and scarves on it and amazing that's what people would do and they decorate their houses beautiful honestly is really impressive because if you don't know like if you've never like seen a tumbleweed in person, one, they're freaking huge. They're way bigger than you think. And two, they're sharp. Like mm-hmm. they have freaking thorns and stuff on them. So yeah, tumbleweed snowmen were like, I love seeing those when I visit Arizona. It's the best. Oh my gosh. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I like the food my mom makes on Christmas Eve. She makes a feast for the five of us, now six of us. Do you, do you always have like traditional Mexican food or do you have like white people food? No, we don't have anything that's she changes every year. I know the one the one staple is like bacon covered shrimp. Oh god, fancy. What the we have heck? tamales, obviously, I guess. Okay, there you go. Um yeah, it changes. Like for Thanksgiving we had Lucille's barbecue. <laughs> We're not a uh, Yeah. It's tied to anything. Our like my dad's family, like I said, because we're Italian, it was like a mix of like, we'd have some like Italian dishes, but then we'd also always have like a turkey or like a ham. And I was like, what the heck? I don't want that. And then, yeah, my mom's family just straight up, like just white people. We don't really know what we are. Um, And so we'd always be, it's very similar to like Thanksgiving. We'd always just have like ham and turkey and like mashed potatoes and stuff. And so I remember like when we moved to Arizona and like, you know, that's a border town. So my friends would like bring us like tamales or stuff and I would be like oh my god this is so much better than our Christmas food what the heck mm-hmm. and portable last year my mom ordered she ordered hello fresh um Christmas dinner like they do fancy things for Christmas dinner because um so my nephew was born last year the day after Christmas he's a late Christmas baby and so instead of going to my parents' house in Tucson, my mom rented like an Airbnb in Yuma where my brother lives so we could be there when the baby was born. And so she was like, well, we can't go grocery shopping on Christmas Eve. Like, yeah, the stores are open, but we just have a thing. Like my mom doesn't like to go to the store because people should be with their families. I get it. <laughs> um, so yeah, she ordered like fancy, like HelloFresh and it was like non-traditional Christmas food. And we were like, this is the best mom. Like we should do this again. <laughs> I love it. All the work but none of the added work <laughs> yeah like honestly it was so easy like you just open the box and everything's like pre-portioned and you're like cool let's just cook it I love it oh my gosh well friends I hope you love Christmas I hope you enjoy Christmas I hope my grinchiness didn't burn down your Christmas tree from afar 
um send us your favorite christmas stories i'll post on instagram we i will do a poll one poll number one was jesus born on christmas eve or christmas day Mm -hmm. poll number two do you actually like christmas or do you say you like it because you think you have to because you love jesus (laughs) yes um number three we'll do a what's your favorite christmas movie and then we'll make josie watch them (laughs) Oh gosh, I should do some reaction videos. Some of these Christmas movies are so annoying. Josie, I think you would like the newest Grinch. Not like the, like, I like the Jim Carrey one, but the newest one, the animated one with Benedict Cumberbatch. I feel like you would like it because it's not like the Grinch story, you know. Um, I should watch it. I don't really like the Grinch, to be honest. I think you'll like him because you know the reason why he's a Grinch will just get you right in the heart. So I think all right, all right, all right, right. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. it. (laughs) All right, friends, I'm gonna go watch that now. Just kidding. Maybe later. I'm gonna Um, watch it because I love that movie. (laughs) All right. Well, friends, uh, stay woke or get woke. Just love you. Bye.